Welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And guys, we've been talking about towards the latter end of the last episode, we talked about how the All-Star game, it shouldn't be happening, but it kind of got more complicated than should it happen, should it not. But we'll get into that. But as always, I'm Jerry Castillo, and I'm joined by... Uh, I'm Daniel Wen, and I plan to restart watching Attack on Titan tonight and joining us as well. Hey, excellent choice. Uh, big shout out to uh, NCAA football. Uh, it's not going to be named that anymore, but yeah. the college football video game is coming back, and I'm so excited. But of course, it's your boy, Rally Rail, Jarrell Sales, and we have... What up? This is Skylar Treppel and all these great guys finally convinced me to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. And it is phenomenal. It is right on that league with all those other great shows. Could not recommend it more highly. And uh, yeah, excited to be here and talk some ball. Absolutely. We're excited to have you here, man, because, you know, we finally convinced you to watch Avatar because it is the best show. You, you guys can fight me. It is the best show I've ever seen and probably will ever see. I mean, at first it was really? Game of Thrones, but at first it was Game of Thrones, but then they just completely botched season eight. So I'm like, no. Yeah, but yeah they did. Avatar. Wow. Great start. Fantastic middle. Incredible end. That's just me. Wow. And Skylar, you'll get into it. You'll get into it, Skylar. Trust me. Season three, fantastic. Absolutely one of the best seasons of anime does that count cartoons i've ever seen uh, i guess it barely makes the cut in my opinion oh yeah and watch out for this to make its way into nba culture very soon it's having a resurgence as being known as a good show and mm -hmm. uh with how much dragon ball z is in nba culture and anime I, I think i think we'll see some more avatar references coming in the nba soon yeah i'm just surprised you're not there's not been as much of a resurgence in the w or in the nba community i should say because you know we're there's so many things going on in the NBA community that people should start thinking about, you know, what things they should do and should not do. For example, they should watch Avatar and they should not have an all-star game because, man, oh, man. Did you guys see the news? A lot of news surrounding the all-star game? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I've pretty much seen most of the news this week. And I pretty much think the all-star game is a pretty, like, yeah, it's, it's a dumbass idea. Absolutely, because... So it first started with De'Aaron Fox. We talked with uh, DJ Layton about this last week, about how he thought it was stupid to have it. Now LeBron actually said he, it was a slap in the face, and he has, quote, zero excitement for it. And not only that, but Giannis backed up LeBron by saying he feels the same way as LeBron and doesn't care about the All-Star game. He wants to see his family, but at the end of the day, if they tell us to show up, We've got to do our job, end quote. And it's interesting that all this is happening and you see Kawhi, who typically doesn't say things about anything. But if he's speaking out wow. about this, how basically stupid this is and the bottom line, you know there's a problem because he said, quote, it is what it is at this point. We all know why we're playing it. It's money on the line. It's an opportunity to make more money. Just putting money over health right now, pretty much. We're playing games now, and it's still a pandemic. I'm doing all these protocols and rules, so it doesn't really surprise me, end quote. And another person, like, so that's what? One, two, three marquee players plus the Aaron Fox? Yep. Plus another one in James Harden saying, quote, 
there's so much going on as far as we're trying to calm the virus down and we're putting on an event, you know. I know what the reasoning is for, but I feel like, especially with a condensed schedule, it feels like everything was forced upon players. It's already draining to be playing a lot of games in a week. I feel like that was a week for us to kind of relax, be with our families, and kind of take a step back away from basketball. Quote, end quote. And more news. Players can reportedly opt out of the game this year, as reports indicate, and they would, you know, players would still be financially, in, financially incentivized, excuse me, to play, but not to the point where they lose money if they want to stay home, according to Yahoo. And according to Sam Amick of The Athletic, it's supposed to be, it's expected to be kind of like a mini bubble for the festivities. And they're planning to have an, kind of like a dunk contest in the middle of the All-Star game, which is super weird, we, but we can get into that a little bit later. And lastly, ooh, this is a lot. It is not an extra source of revenue when it comes to the NBA's television contracts, but it would make TNT 30 to $60 million, according to Mark Stein of the New York Times. So all that being said, all that word vomit out of the way, I still, 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 still think that there should not be an all-star game. You guys obviously probably agree with me, but I just want to hear your guys' take. This is a really stupid situation, and this is something that should not happen at all. I'm against it for, for many reasons. Some, be, some being more important than others, but the biggest to me is, one, it's a safety risk, right? We're middle of a global pandemic, and, like, two, like, Atlanta, as we saw, is letting in, letting a, a minimal number of fans of the stadium. Still, nonetheless, that's not really safe right now. This I mean, we're we're. I think I believe we're hearing increased numbers in California in in, in the re, in the most recent weeks. So like, it's just a risk, a safety risk altogether. To and to the All Star Game, what does it thrive off? The All Star Game has always been to me, like it's all it's never it's never been needed. It's never been needed. Like that's hmm. that's kind of my PG thirteen way of saying it. It's it's always been a waste of time. What? What? You might as well go rated R, bro. We come on now. <laughs> it, it, it. It's always. I've never been anyways. a fan. I've never been a fan of all star all star games in oh. sports in general. So especially the Pro Bowl. Dude, when you uh, got players like Kobe and AI going out of the All Star game and they're going hundred percent, those are, and MJ. Those are some of the best memories after Magic in '91. And last year it was good, but I I completely. I understand. I like it, but this year is not good. But I'll get into. I, I, I mean, okay, and the set, and which this all brings me to my second reason: the All Star Game. The only reason why it's it's relevant is because of fan interaction, right? But that's what makes the All Star yes. Weekend special. It's a yes. fan friendly event for players. It's always been an injury hazard risk. Okay, it's the All Star Game has always been for the fans. There's not that many fans to do the festivities with this year. You know why? There's like again, like I said, I like to reiterate. We're in a global pandemic. It's just a bad idea all around. Like, there's no fans. Like, fans make the all-star game. And, like, no fans, there shouldn't be an all-star game. So, yeah, that, so, that's kind of my rant. Really quickly before whoever else wants to hop in, didn't Jimmy Butler, I think, last year or the year before not play in the all-star game because he was afraid of getting injured or something like that? He used that time to just relax, even though he was voted as a, I think, like a reserve or a starter. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think right. you're right. Mm. That's a thing. But gee, you're uh, you're looking kind of. 
I mean, overall, I, I agree with you. It's a bad idea to have it um, before the season even started. It was already a known thing that it was going to be a week off. This was already presented to the players. So to retract that 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 statement is kind of like backstabbing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but your take on the All-Star game, All-Star weekend as not needed, I, I got to disagree with you. Yeah. I have to agree with what Skyler uh, is saying. Not only seeing players go head to head, but seeing players play on the same team. Like, bro, like we, 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 you get to see high caliber players playing together, throwing these lobs, windmills, dunks. It, on top it, of that, it's a meaningless game, Jarrell. You could say the whole regular season is meaningless. <laughs> no, well, the regular season counts for something. Uh, the All Star Game has never counted for. Not once you're out of the playoffs, they could just stop playing their games. No. I love the All. It's a celebration of the greatness of the NBA, the players, the memory. I, I love All Star Weekend personally, overall. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay in a dream world. I'm okay with keeping the slam dunk contest. I'm okay with keeping the three point contest. I mean, but we could all like the All Star Game itself. Eh, I could live without it. The Kobe Bryant but, all-star MVP because he won four. Dude went 100%, played some of his best ball. Yeah. Kobe first I mean, Jordan I'm, in 98, I'm, I'm arguing, Magic in 91, AIDS, like, coming back. Incredible. I don't know. But. What say you, G? Yeah, G. I continue, mean, there's, there's still awards from this game. Like like Skyler said, you still get the, the all-star MVP. This is something I can take home. You know what I'm saying? In, in that case, you're saying basketball is meaningful. Cause you're not you're not enjoying the feel. high the greatest players in the league during that time playing against each other. Because hear no, me I'm out. Not. If if this this is an exhibition, right? We could say the Drew League is exhibition. You could say AAU games is exhibitions. It still means something. You 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 made the argument. It's all about the fans, right? And as a fan, I would love I would love to see when circumstances are better than what they are now to see the greatest players during that year play against each other to be acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? You are at the, the highest level of, of competition, the NBA, right? And you, you're able to play on the stage. Think about it. Think about it like this. You know, players get all hyped up to play in the Garden, to play uh, um, at the Garden Madison Square or TD, um, or even at the Staples Center. But that's just like the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just have to disagree with your statement. You you said your piece. I'm gonna say my piece. I'm sorry, you're not changing my mind on that. But to get back onto the actual question, let's take this U-turn. All right. Um, yeah, I don't believe that this is a good idea. The All-Star Games should not happen. Let these players rest. I understand what it what does it say? TNT will make 30 to 60 million, according to Mike Stein of the NYT New York Times. But it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We already got a season going on. You guys have been doing so well about controlling the um, the spread within the league. For the most part. For the most part. Compared to other leagues, you guys have been doing your <laughs> And these have been enjoyable games. Let's, if anything, there's so much things we can do virtually. Take advantage of that. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, and really quick, so let me uh, bump in here real quick. So the 30 to 60 million, according to Mark Stein, I was reading up on it that if this game doesn't happen, I think and someone will correct me, the NBA will have to pay the, you know, TNT, the broadcasting partners, that money because that's the money they could be using. What am I trying to say? Basically, they'll have to pay that back after the season or somehow if the game doesn't continue. That's why they're pushing so hard for it because there's so much money on the line. Even though, you know, they say that it's not an extra source of revenue, it is still important in the grand scheme of financials. 
if that makes sense. Wow. No, 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 no. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So I will start with my love of the all-star game because that totally ties into my answer and my take on this. Uh, I love the all-star game always February 8th, 1998, my fifth birthday, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant going at it. The last dance. Oh my God. I could, can't think of too many more meaningful NBA moments than Larry and magic there seeing Michael. Uh, it made me fall in love with the NBA every year. I love it. It's, it's a ritual for me to watch the greatest players on the greatest stage. Then when you have Kobe's last year as an all-star, when you have that special Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne, it's such a celebration of all the reasons that we, all of us love basketball to me. So I love the all-star game. I was looking forward to it this year. Um, even after they announced it, I didn't want to convince myself of the logic that it didn't make sense because I wanted to believe Adam Silver having invested more money than they made in the bubble that he really did believe, you know, that fans are need NBA basketball to give them something to hope and enjoy. And I know that, you know, for all of us right now during these soul quarantine times, man, it's great to be able to watch basketball. And they did such a good job with the bubble that I had the trust that, Hey, they have to know what they're doing. I have lost complete faith in, in them having an all-star game now for one primary reason. Kevin Durant, what the hell happened in that game? Are you kidding me? Health and safety protocols. He's out of the game at the start. And then he comes back into the game because they had an inconclusive test. And then that test is shown positive and he's pulled out. The NBA is not in uniform because if they were listening to themselves, the game would have been stopped right there. Like they have no clue what they're doing as most people don't because it's a global pandemic. I'm not blaming them that no one can control. Everyone's having unforeseen issues because it's the first time it's happened in over a hundred years. But that made me lose faith that it's not some magical thing where the NBA just knows what they're doing and it's going to work like the bubble. Um, it's not a smart idea. It's not a smart idea to play any more games and they have planned to get people to travel. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. We all are. And we're going to talk about it. But um, still, that being said, though, I, I think that the NBA needs to really recognize that they don't have this under control and it's not totally their fault. No one does. And they did great with the bubble, but this ain't the bubble. Yeah. Plus, how much would that cost them? Right. Because the bubble for three months, however many months, we can never get that right. How many months the, the NBA was in the bubble, but that over 100 days, it was like 103 days, something like that. Yeah, like a few months. That was like a couple million, couple hundred million dollars, right? This for five days could cost maybe a hundred million dollars, maybe 50, just to keep everyone cordoned off. And if they're going to have like a, I don't know, like a bubble and you're going to keep everyone contained, what about the fans? What's the point of having yes. fans come in to the bubble and potentially spread their germs and stuff and still try to keep the integrity of the bubble? That's what the bubble is for. To keep they don't know what they're doing. Like, like it's, I'm not blaming them again super hard because it's a global pandemic and no one does, but, but they have to really realize that they don't know what they're doing. This has never been done. They got to be really safe and careful with all of this, especially if there's going to be fans. I mean, I completely agree with you, Skylar. I just think the whole, the whole Kevin Durant situation showed, like, I absolutely agree. Yeah. They don't know anything they don't know what to do like at this moment. They don't know about like they they don't have anything under control as of, as of right now. So I mean, I it's to me 
like like I said before, the All Star Game. This is like it to me. It's honestly a safety hazard, like waiting to happen. It, it, it's just not safe to do it. It's not safe, and it doesn't make sense. Yes, but yeah, you guys mentioned KD, and we're gonna do a little bit of a, a thing here where we pick our our All Stars, even though we're highly against there being an All Star <laughs> Game. We're still gonna pick our All Stars on our All Star starting. Yeah, our All Star starters in the in the west and in the east and so i'll start with my guards and then my guards my front court players in the west and then my guards and and front court players in the east so in the west obviously you got to have lillard because he's a boss curry because you know he's steph curry that's all you need to say he's steph curry and in the front court i got nikola Jokic or nikola Jokic, lebron james and Kawhi leonard and the reason I chose Kawhi over other other bigger forwards is because who among the top players nowadays plays both ends at least on in the West, right? Because Kawhi he's leading he's leading a pretty competitive Clipper squad to I think third in the West, and he's doing it day in day out. He's averaging twenty six points, almost six rebounds, and five point one assists in thirty four minutes. That's insane. And I honestly, I think he's played better than Anthony Davis. And I'm sure you guys will talk about why you picked a certain player over another. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that Kawhi has just been a better all-around player than, let's say, AD. And, you know, in the East, obviously you got to have Bradley Beal because he's been demolishing teams, even though teams have been demolishing the Wizards. He's been annihilating teams. Zach Levine, too, even though the, the the Chicago Bulls aren't the best squad, they're kind of like in that weird tier of just good enough to inch into the playoffs, but not good enough to actually cause any noise. He's been balling out. He's averaging 28 points and 5.2 rebounds and assists in 35 minutes for a D- Billy, Don- Billy Donovan squad. So I think he should get the nod there. I don't, I don't think there's a better guard. You guys can probably argue that Harden or... Maybe Kyrie would be a better fit, but I think those guys will be uh, won't be starters, and they might one of them will be a substitute. That's for sure. And in the front court, I've got KD, obviously, because he's a beast, especially coming off the uh, Achilles tear. Nobody's ever done what he's doing yep. in 35 minutes. He's averaging almost 30 points, almost seven and a half rebounds, and 5.2 assists in 35 minutes after an Achilles tear. And arguably, those numbers are damn near his MVP caliber season. So he's in there. Joel Embiid, obviously, because he's led the Sixers to an improbable start. Probably at some point they're going to fall off, but I don't. I don't think they're going to fall off that much. I think that once Embiid starts missing more games because he is who he is, I think they're going to fall around fifth, just like I said. And um, yeah, Giannis rounds out the front court because he is Giannis. And we all know what he can do. He's a beast. He's a monster. And he's a freak. The Greek freak. Any thoughts on mine just on the outset? My picks for the all-star starters on both the West and the East. What's your main reason for putting Levine in there? Yeah, I'm Zach, curious about that too. Zach Levine has been... Him. Yeah. This has been boiling over for the past few years. Last year, he was the go-to guy on the on the Bulls. And they didn't really get too far, and that's understandable because they had um, Jim Boylan as their head coach, and nobody liked to play for him. But now 
Levine is bringing out something inside of him. And I, it was this weird comp that I saw on Twitter that someone said that his game is an evolution, kind of like what we've seen with Kobe, right? Because with the first few years, Kobe was kind of just taking it slow, coming off the bench primarily. But then once he became a starter, he started averaging 25 plus. And I think Levine is taking that next step into being just more than a dunker. He's doing it on, on not necessarily on both ends, but he's scoring almost at will. He can shoot the three ball very efficiently. His defense is suspect, but he's leading the, the Bulls to a 10 and 14 record tied for 10th in the, in the East. And if you guys remember, I think it was one through 10. There's a plan tournament, right? So if this word is, if this stands right now, the Bulls would technically be in the playoffs, which that's amazing considering how badly the Bulls have messed up. But wow. yeah, hopefully okay. that answers your questions. But Dude, that's that's a great answer. Honestly, you've made me see the light more. The Bulls are actually doing better than we expect. And Zach Levine is a phenomenal player. Always yeah. has been. Kobe actually wanted to work with him. Uh, just didn't get the chance. And I, I think they actually did get to the workout once, but they did not get to to work together in a full capacity, but you know, he, he always saw something in Zach Levine. So very special player. Just think right with one workout, Zach Levine's averaging 28 points. Imagine if they had like a full off season, like you would be seeing, I wouldn't say Devin Booker numbers because Devin Booker's numbers have kind of taken a dip, but he could be like averaging 30 points very, very easily. If he just makes one more three, 35 wow. and five, Jeez, dude. But yeah, I mean, what about you, G? What you got? So I'm going to go totally off course here from what has been put on our notes here. Um, <laughs> guards in the West, uh, number one, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Yeah, Donovan Damn. Mitchell. And let me tell you why. Well, I was I was thinking about um, pre like past MVPs, and, you know, there was talks about, like, the best player on the best team would get the MVP. Steve Nash two years in a row over Kobe Bryant. Uh. Very upset about that. But Donovan Mitchell has led his team. They have the best record in the West. Uh, mm-hmm. Arguably the best record overall. They're 25. Yes, they have the best record 20 in the five. NBA. 25, best wow. record in the NBA. He's averaging what? 24 points a game, shooting 42% from three, 44% from field goal, uh, four rebounds and five assists, and just under one still a game. So I'm going to put Donovan Mitchell up there. I think he deserves an all-star bid regardless, but – I'm going to give him the nod at the starting position. Um, and just to be a little different from everybody else's picks, <laughs> uh, no, 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 uh, no spoilers. I, I, I have to, I have to go with Lillard. I, I can't, I cannot give it. I cannot not give not, it to no Lillard. Um, CJ McCollum is out and you need a one, two punch in the Western conference and the trailblazers are what the fifth seed 13, yep. and 13 and 10 record. So, Lillard has always been a leader, in my opinion. He's always been clutch. He's always been able to put up buckets. He's averaging seven assists a game as well, so his playmaking is looking a little sharper. And with a team that it's not gelling together as I expected it to be, Nurkic is still nursing that injury. I don't know what happened to Covington. I don't don't know who else is bringing that oomph. Melo's been nice lately. I got to give Melo a little bit of problem. But it's it's not like he's leading the team. Yeah. Yes, and he just think, passed who uh, on the scoring list? Yeah, 12th. Yeah, he passed somebody. Somebody, I, I want to say Oscar Robertson for, for some reason, but I, I don't think yeah. that's who it is. 
It's also interesting we bring up the Trailblazers because I think the last time I checked, uh, Gary Trent Jr. was second with everyone out, was second in scoring at 12.1, I think. He's been balling. So yeah. I'm I'm expecting Damian Lillard to put the team on his back and start putting up some 40-point games in a row, you know, and that average is going to go up to 30, and our fingers crossed it does. But those are my two starting guards for the Western Conference, and I'm just going to keep it in the West and go ahead and go into the front court. Front court. So you already know who's the man in the middle, the Joker. Yeah, I've been I've been preaching this all season, all all uh, a month long, all 2021 long, that he's the best big man in the game. By a little bit over Joel Embiid, not ten not lot, times, apparently. guys, but um, he's he's definitely in there. LeBron James is in MVP uh, voting. He has to be there regardless. Uh, he's almost averaging a tri- triple double again, twenty five, eight and eight. He has to be there, and I'm gonna have to agree with Jared here. Ah, and I'm gonna tell you why Anthony Davis is not a starter this year. Anthony Davis has been underperforming, in my opinion. You are the you are supposed to be the number one player on this on this on this Lakers team, and I am a Lakers fan. I I'm gonna I. If we we had a whole Lakers segment, I would be going the <laughs> off because these motherfuckers been playing ass. Anyways, three overtimes. Ad is playing like an old man. Like I I understand nurse your injuries, but he just you know it's it's it hasn't been as consistent. I understand he's playing defense. The rebounding has been suspect. I'm surprised to see he's even averaging. He's averaging eight and a half rebounds. That's been suspect. With the Pelicans, he could average 12, 13 rebounds. I don't want to hear. Sh- about Kuzma grabbing your rebounds. He doesn't he doesn't do it with effort anymore. He's averaging 22 points a game. Bro, you are our number one option. Ain't no way in hell you are in your bag. You have a mid-range shot. You have you have been shooting terrible from the three-point. I'm not trying to throw third on on Anthony Davis' name, but he is not an all-star starter to me this season. I have to give it to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the best player on this team with the Clippers having a what record? Third. Top three, Third top three uh, best records in the West. He's the best player on his team. LeBron James is the best player on his team. I have to, I have to give Kawhi Leonard the nod. Jared made some good points. I don't think I need to go into depth about Kawhi Leonard. We all know about the claw. <laughs> Anyways, back to the Eastern Conference. Bradley Bill gets the nod. He finally gets appreciated this year. Even though the Wizards are Wizards are ass, he's averaging over thirty points a game. I don't know if that's leading the league. Is he leading the league in scoring this year? Yeah. Yeah. Five and five, 35 minutes a game. You got to give that man that that nod. Um, and uh, along with him, we talk about players that are able to do it on both ends and are, have been playing consistently, regardless of Kimba Walker forgetting how to play basketball like he was in Space Jam, and regardless of Jason Tatum spending a whole week with his son Deuce because he was with COVID protocol. Jalen Brown has been the most consistent player on this Celtics team. I have to Ooh, say, he's been there all. He's been there all season long. He's putting up almost 27 points a game. Jalen Brown, flat top Jalen Brown, dancing in the rain outside the car. Jalen Brown. But also, he's adding more to his game. What, 5.6 boards and Mm -hmm. almost three and a half assists? So I have to give it to him. He's playing on both sides. Um, He's he's showing us offense. Like, I don't know how much his points have improved since last season, but what, about four or five points per? Was he averaging 20 last season? I think he was averaging flat 20 last year. So about a seven, almost a seven point increase that I have to give it to Jalen Brown. Um, And then the front court is looking very similar to Jarrett's. KD is having a phenomenal season. He's been the most consistent on the Nets. Joel Embiid, the second best center in the NBA, has having an MVP type season. And of course, the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to round out my front court for the Eastern Conference. And I'm pretty, Jarrett touched up on that. I mean, there's the only other snub in the starting lineup for the front court is Jason Tatum, but. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, Jarrell. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, obviously, I, I should look this up later. But um, 
isn't Jalen Brown and Tatum, there's their their numbers are actually more similar this season than in past because like you would think that Tatum would be averaging more than Brown. But if I, I the, the last time I looked at them, I think they were pretty close, weren't they? Right? Their numbers are yeah. pretty similar, and this is like a similar situation oh, to the Clippers, like how I said that Kawhi and Paul George, the Celtics are like the Clippers of the East, but Tatum isn't a guard. So 26.8 for Tatum, 26.7 for Brown. Wow, that's yeah. nearly identical. That's literally and Tatum's supposed to be the better player. Point. He, I mean, he, he is the better player. It's just Jalen Brown is a, is a guard. He's a guard forward versus Tatum as a forward. Like, he plays a three and a four. He can he has the guard abilities, capabilities, but in this loaded front court, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not getting it yet. And what's crazy is Jalen Brown's 24, Jason Tatum's 22. That's insane. If they can keep this up for the next eight years, ooh, man, watch out for the they, 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 they will They will eventually win ooh. one ring. Get a big one. and trade Kimba. Yeah, Kimba's been bad, but. Interesting. We'll, no, and I couldn't agree more about uh, just Jalen Brown's improvement, even though I'll, I'll share my picks later. But uh, with Jalen Brown's improvement, it's been two seasons in a row of him increasing his average by seven points each season. Give this man the most improved player award. Yeah. And. I remember uh, I was uh, listening to the No Dunks podcast, and they actually said that if you were a player that wins, I think the the most improved after like your first few years, you shouldn't necessarily get the award because that's kind of a given. But that's neither here nor there. But and now a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Do you want to make some quick cash on sports betting but don't really know how? Well, come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a specific sport. For instance, if you're interested in the NFL on Thrive Fantasy, you choose 10 out of the 20 player prop positions to build your lineup. NFL not your thing? Not a problem. For the NBA, MLB, PGA, or eSports, you choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to happen. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. If you're into the PGA, Thrive has new contests for each day of tournaments, so don't sweat it if your golfers ruin your weekend by not making the cut. Since launching in 2018, Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes. Ready to play? You can download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Don't forget to use our promo code SBPOD when you sign up today to receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Yeah, I mean... So that's interesting. I mean, he's looking at your list here, Daniel. You want to you wanna go into it? So the theme with my list is carrying the load. We start in the West. Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, obviously they're on my guards in the West. Uh, both guards have been and their teams have been hampered by injuries, uh, whether it was before the season or during the season. Uh, Damian Lillard has lost his big, uh, big man, Yusuf Nurkic. He's also lost his partner in crime, CJ McCollum. Steph Curry, we all know what happened to Clay Thompson. I mean, I'm praying for his soul. He comes back. Not strong and healthy. Uh, as you guys said, they're averaging nearly 30 something points. I think Curry is averaging like around 30 as well. So, yes, they 29.6. Huh? 29.6 for Curry. Oh, 
Okay, so yeah, they are definitely my guards in the West. Um, and my bigs, obviously, Nikola Jokic, he deserves to be there. He has done everything for this Denver Nuggets team this, this season. If if Nikola Jokic is not in Denver, like Denver is not even in the conversation for playoff contention. Like they they're they're getting like get prepped for the draft. So that's how Jokic is important for this Denver team. LeBron James, yes, he's been he's been doing more than his counterpart. Anthony Davis, honestly, this season. So LeBron James gets not for my last big. I have to put AD in here. I just think I I will. I know I shouldn't be giving him a break, but he's still the best big man in the game. He's coming off a Finals victory. It's still February, but I think he. I do need. I will say this. I do need him to heat up pretty soon because yes, Jarrell is kind of right. He has underperformed this season, but. I think the last couple games have kind of shown like, hey, AD is really important to this, to this ball club. So yeah, I have to get the nod to AD. In the East, Bradley Beal, same thing as Lillard and Curry. Bradley Beal is a guard that's been carrying this team, this Washington team, all season long. If Bradley Beal wasn't there, I would I would want to make a bet that wa- the, the Washington Wizards would be one of the worst teams in the National Basketball Association. They already just, are. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. They. Uh, yeah. So, like, if if Bradley be kicked out of the league, like Bradley <laughs> Beal wasn't there, like yeah. they're like what the 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 2011, 2013 something Brooklyn Nets when they were in the garbage, the dumpster fire. Uh. So yeah, Bradley Beal is there. I cannot give them. I I thought about giving a nod to Kyrie, but the thing is, Kyrie with his whole stunt in early January. Like he he missed a whole bunch of games, so like I feel like the All Star now should be given to someone that's shown complete full effort. So yeah, I gave I ignored Kyrie, gave Bradley Beal the honor instead. Jalen Brown, uh, he has done all he has improved significantly this season. Uh, like what Jarrell said, he is a guard. I wish Tatum was on this list, but he's a wing. So Jalen Brown should be. I'm gonna give the nod to him. He's improved significantly this season than previous seasons past. KD. Katie, my I'm starting with the Eastern Bigs now. He carried the load when Bre- when Kyrie went on his sabbatical, and Jay- and you know, and he has done great work ever since. He's averaging MVP numbers. KD kept the Brooklyn Nets relevant. That's why he. That's why Katie's on this list. Joel Embiid, same thing. He's carrying the load for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he, I believe, they are atop the Eastern Conference right now. He is averaging MVP numbers, even though I think Nikola Jokic is the better league, is the better big in general. But this is the Eastern Conference. Obviously, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo on this list, and that that rounds out my list. Any questions, folks? Yeah, uh, <laughs> really quickly. So like you it. said you said AD was the best big. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, okay, he's one of the best bigs in the game, and he's he's one of the most. He's arguably one of the other than LeBron, the most important on his Lakers team. Honestly, he, at times he feels like the most crucial piece on his Lakers team. We saw those the previous games against Oklahoma. The Oklahoma was picking off on mid rangers. The Lakers definitely need AD in that presence for them to win a championship. Oh, hmm. all right, go ahead, G. I feel like that statement off of the teams that we the three games we played doesn't work for me. Like, okay, if we played against a contending team, yes. But we didn't need AD for those last three games. <laughs> Let's be honest, bro. I'm sorry. And that, it just rubs me the wrong way. We did not need AD for those last three games. Montrez Harrell's more than capable. Dennis Schroeder's more than capable. Kuzma's more than capable. We have a stacked, loaded team to play against a bottom feeder, especially last night when they were missing shy. Like, I just – but he's very vital and important to this team. Don't get me wrong. Him and Caruso are. But 
make I just well, make that assessment. Eighties a little better than Caruso as long as we yes. don't care. <laughs> but uh, but make my, that assessment and that judgment against a team worthy of it. I understand they're all NBA players, but man, those are garbage. Those no offense to those those teams, but they're ass. My point is the fact that a like a trash ass team like Oklahoma was was able to score that easily against us without eighty is a is an absolute warning that we do need eighty on this team in the case when we do inevitably come and go, come up against contenders. Like we'll yeah. get eaten alive without him. Who's Both the backup the big of the Lakers? Like legitimate big, not Trez. six eight. Not six eight. Like legitimate big. They don't have a real backup big. That that's if they are so stacked that they don't need one. But if they need, if there's, if someone said to me, what do the Lakers need? It's a backup big. It's a traditional yeah. backup big, hundred percent. They don't need it. They can still win the chip without. But wait, what about Mark Gasol? He's, He's starter. starting. Oh, why not just move him to the bench? Move Tres to the to the starting lineup because you guys. Tres ends lines ends, ends games. You know, we don't need Marcus Gasol coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah. We need Tres coming off the bench. We need that energy. We need that toughness. We need that thirteen points and six rebounds off the bench. Plus, it looks like he's a step slower too. Gasol, I mean. Yeah, and, just yeah. wait for the playoffs, though. Yeah, and you guys are talking about like. You know the Thunder as if they're one of the worst teams in the league. They're not. They're ten- they had no Shea Gilgis Alexander though. Yeah, but Lou Dort's defense was amazing. Though I was watching that. That's dude. They're fourteenth. They're fourteenth in the West. Like yeah, but overall they could be potentially tenth or eleventh in they, the East. They're, who's they're on the Thunder? No one. Al Horford. Don't. <laughs> No, you did not. Hey, we're talking hey, about hey, if y'all listening, just turn us off. Just turn us off. No, I like Horford. I like Horford, but uh, OKC is having a bit of a tough season. All right. I'm going to get into my picks here. Not too much different, but I'll dip my takes. By the way, Daniel, I love the theme, the carrying the load theme. So for me, I think something to point out with the All-Star game is that it's about the best show. It, it is about entertainment for the fans. In this case, you know, most of whom will be watching at home. Um, and so I think that that's a big part of it. You do factor in record. You do factor in team. You do factor in how well they're playing. But legacy also plays an element in the all-star game. And it always has. Um, so for me personally, this team is based off of primarily entertainment value with a little bit of legacy thrown in there too. So in the West, we have Dame time, Damian Lillard. Uh, the dude is a straight up baller and it's It's absolutely, it's not just this season. It's not just the 29 points. It's not just the trailblazer fifth. It's that look at what Dame did in the bubble. Look at the show he put on. We need him in the all-star game for this weekend. So Dame is absolutely in there. And speaking of putting on a show, Stephen Curry against the San Antonio Spurs, dazzles, dribbles behind his back, beats the first quarter buzzer. Come on, ridiculous. This dude is one of the most exciting guys in the NBA. Uh, he's led the Warriors for years. He's averaging, the, uh, I believe he scored the most points throughout this many games in the season at 32 since Michael Jordan. It's only him and Michael Jordan who've scored this many points. So dude is balling out of control. Steph Curry is in the all-star game for entertainment value. 
Nikola Jokic, G talks about him all the time. We all talk about him all the time. Most special big man with the skills of passing and shooting. And he doesn't even need to be too athletic. It's crazy. This dude just balls out. He absolutely is in the all-star game. Even had a 50-piece, a 50-piece recently. Next up, we have, surprise, 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 LeBron James. Of course he's in the all-star game. Come on. A- absolute yeah year 18 that is exactly it for me personally um i remember kobe in his 17th season on the lakers the guarantee year the year with dwight howard steve Matt, falling out best 17th year i've ever seen what lebron looks better in year eight this is absurd i mean it's really impressive what he's doing in year 18 he's becoming a three-point shooter he's playing iron man minutes so we got lbj next up i'm sticking with anthony davis Again, legacy and talent. Anthony Davis is one of the most talented players in the NBA, and he always will be, no matter how he's playing. And even this year, because, you know, uh, G, for example, I appreciate you being hard on AD because it comes from a place of love. We all love AD and we have high expectations for him. And so and because we're, we love the Lakers and we want AD to do well and we know that he could be the best player in the league. And I still think he will become the best player in the league before his career is over and be the future of this Lakers team. But it is his defense. It is the other side of the ball that absolutely gets him into the all-star game uh, because he, he will win defensive player of the year. Let me, I'll call that right now. Anthony Davis wins defensive player of the year. And so I really believe that that is the Lakers or the, sorry, thinking about the West, the Lakers, and I'm wearing my hat right now. But that is the Western Conference All-Star Starters. Before I get into the East, anyone have any comments, anything different on that? Defense in an All-Star game? Question mark? Like, if we – I think it was last – no, a few years ago, the the scores were like 190 to like 180, something crazy like that. So I was just – if we're talking about legacy and stuff and AD having his defense, that's just a – a questionable pick in my opinion, but I, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. Being- I'm not saying his legacy is his defense though. I'm just saying yeah. like this season, he's still acceptable. No, for me, it's, it's Anthony Davis is an offensive talent. Honestly, that's what, where I think his legacy will be at the end of his career. The fact that he can hit the mid range, the fact that he can dribble and run the floor, the fact that he's nearly seven feet tall and can hit the three pointer. I think that's why we need him in the all-star game, but I think that's just why he's, He's not having a bad season just because his scoring averages are lower. But, no, it's offensive legacy for me. It, it, it's yeah. the point that he plays such tremendous defense that he should get that starting nod. Is that what the arguments you're making? No, 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 no. It's legacy and talent overall. I'm not saying oh. his defense gets him the nod. I'm just saying that's why I'm not saying he's having a bad season. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just AD is one of the most fun offensive players to watch. And I think talent-wise, easily one of the most talented offensive players in the league. Because of the multitude of skill sets. Uh, He's like an athletic Tim Duncan with like, you know, three-point shooting. It's amazing. Anyways, in the East, we have Kyrie Swervin Irvin. Uh, He still gets in for me, even though he sat out those 10 games. It's quality, not quantity, because he's had enough quantity to produce a body of work to get this Nets team to third in the East. And every time he stepped on the court, It's been phenomenal. He's aggressive. He's scoring. He's passing. So I give the nod to Kyrie. 
Bradley Beal, it's been said, but this dude is balling out of control. 32.8 points, ridiculous. Uh, he finally gets his nod. Uh, and again, it's a little bit of that legacy veteran. And I, I think that's what I'm saying with AD too. It's just Anthony Davis was drafted in 2012. That helps in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like some of those later seasons with Kobe, I can admit it. They were rough, but he still got in every year. AD is, is getting to the point where it's just, he's that popular. He's on the Lakers. So anyways, back to the Eastern front court, we have Kevin Durant. Jared alluded to it earlier, but this guy is coming off the greatest season from an Achilles tear we've seen in the history yeah. of professional sports. Dominique Wilkins in the 80s had an amazing season, but KD is playing like his MVP self and is doing amazing things for the Brooklyn Nets. I absolutely put Kevin Durant in there and shout out to the work he put in to come back this strong from that injury. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's the Greek freak. He's the Greek freak. He's a two-time MVP. He's one of the most talented players we've ever seen. He can run the floor, and man, he will throw it down in the All-Star game. Just exciting to have in there, as Anthony Davis will be, because I'm still sticking with that. So, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now we got, last pick, Joel Embiid. This Trust the process. This dude is amazing right now with how well the Sixers are doing, depending on how this road trip goes. And if they can, if they can go three and one on their road trip I, I, in the West, I really think that Embiid could win MVP in the league. He's playing that well. He is so talented and uh, it's all coming together for him. So throw him in there because he's arguably having an MVP season. And those are my all-stars. I want to bring up this concern, Skylar. I, I said it before in my all-star picks. I just don't I just think the all-star nod is is more deserving to someone that's you know that you know purposely puts in the work, plays most of the games up to the up until the point. I just don't think Kyrie deserves it. He, he voluntarily took a leave in absence of bat from basketball and he left his team for basically for dead for a couple weeks. Like he just he, without telling anyone, he just he I just don't think Kyrie has put the effort to get the knock. I completely understand that point. I just believe that, again, All-Star Game is about entertainment. It is about legacy. It is about talent. And for me, Kyrie Irving will produce the most entertaining game being in that East Court. It, it is not the MVP award. And so for me, I do still give Kyrie that nod. But I completely understand. I also give him a little bit of slack because, like, the whole global pandemic, leave of absence thing. He didn't go about it the right way. But the fact that he missed the games to me during this kind of a season when they shouldn't even be having an all-star game isn't a huge deal. And he's balled out when he's on the floor. So quick question, right? Because it is about the all-star game is about entertainment. This is a question for all of you guys. Would you rather see, you know, something that happened to Brandon Knight or would you rather see like a really amazing poster dunk in, in an all-star game? Personally, I'd like to see really cool dunks, but that's just me because I can't dunk. I wish I could dunk and just seeing anyone dunk with such ferocity and such grace like Zach Levine. That's if we're talking about entertainment, that's a one right yep. there. But what about yep. you guys? It's all about it's all about that. It's really all about that entertainment value. And it is 
It is also how you get to the rim on that dunk. And that's why I'm still okay with a player like Kyrie Irving or an Allen Iverson with those crazy dribble handles. But I completely agree with you. There's nothing that made me fall in love with basketball more than a ferocious flying through the air dunk. When you're a little kid and you're watching that, it's like magic. How did this guy fly through the air? There's nothing more magical in basketball than a dunk. And that's what the All-Star Weekend is about to me. I mean, as a viewer... Yeah, obviously, I I would prefer I do love dunks. Um, I mean, yeah, that's honestly though, like dunks are part of the reason why I did get into basketball. But like, I'm also a sucker for crossovers as well. But that's not part of the question. Yeah, sure, I, I prefer the ferocious dunks. Um, but I know this is kind of a little off topic. But I also see the All Star Game as Darrell said before. It's the the culmination of the best players from each conference during that season. So yep. I, I feel at the end of the day, like that should be the goal. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, just echoing what you guys are saying. I, I've ducked before. <laughs> so I know the feeling, you know what I'm saying? You wow. Know, Bro, I want to see a video. That's awesome. Uh, adrenaline pumping and whatnot. But uh, I think it's a mixture of, of what Skylar was saying as well. Like I just think about the uh, uh, old school uh, L.A. strippers. Uh, Lob City, you know what I'm saying? Well, we yes. had Jamal Crawford and, and Chris Paul doing uh, between the legs in midair off the backboard uh, uh, lobs to Blake Griffin as he does a windmill. Uh, I like seeing that. On top of that, I think I think the lobs are better. I think lobs are better in the, in the All-Star game because it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy. It, it feels like it's more impactful. They get a little crazier with it. But I like the back and forth that happens. You know, Giannis mm. goes out there and competes. Russell Westbrook yes. out there and compete. So to <laughs> yeah, see these players kind of yes, to see that's what I want unnecessary competition. I will go hard in the All Star game. Exactly, but it's not. It's a different feel. It's not like a regular season playoff hard. It's like an exhibition type. Like I'm about to get you back type of uh uh um revenge when it comes to the to the game. So I like to see that you you know that iconic picture that Drake messed up with Kobe uh oh, dribbling yeah. the ball and LeBron slapping the floor getting into his defensive stance. Yes. That type right there that's what we live for the that's game. what it's about that, everything that comes with like the the jerseys i always like the throwback where they used to rock their own like away jerseys or home jerseys yeah like, I just, those are so the, sick dude awesome man so yeah i don't know what the question was but yeah all star basically <laughs> which would you rather see like Kyrie crossing up you know brandon knight or zach levine dunking on some dude like let's say he's dunking on uh not LeBron or AD because I don't want to piss you guys off. Let's say he dunks on Jokic. Both. Uh, I mean, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Dude, that's a cop out. You can't. You have to pick one or the other. You can't just be like, no, oh, no. The, I want to see the, both. The alley oop. That's my way of getting both. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, and then it's a duck. Personally, okay, the duck. It's the, the, the duck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <the dunk. laughs> it's the dunk. But there's nothing better than a sweet crossover that turns yes. into a dunk. Co- Kobe was like. The expert at that type of stuff, you know. And yeah. Then, but then I I am a sucker for crosses, but there is something about the dunk, like the ferocity of it, like the oh, yeah. the the statement, the ultimate. I think when you dunk on someone, like the way like Vince Carter does, it's kind of like the ultimate statement to someone that I am higher than you and you're lower than me. That's Shout out VC two thousand dunk contest. I mean yeah, that there's that's what the, what's what the dunk means. There's just like something that happened. Like I've never dunked on anyone because I'm too short for that. But I have dunked on like an eight foot rim before, which is super cool. 
and there's just something about throwing it down that you just feel it in your chest, right? It's just like, mm. like it just it just pumps you up, man. It just feels good. But yeah, oh, I mean, I want to go dunk on an eight foot rim now. <laughs> probably can, man. Just don't do what I do. I always like slam my fingers onto thing. It was like su- it was super bad for a, a while. It was all bleeding and stuff like that. But don't do that. Just get your hand over the rim and drop it. What's the last course? Gerald Green. Uh, yes, birthday <laughs> cake, birthday candles. No, no, I was saying like he 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 messed up his finger dunking on the rim. So Jared over here with only two fingers on his right hand. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, so it was interesting because you guys brought up Vince Carter and Skyler talked about legacy. I was thinking about this because was it last year or the year before we had Dirk and someone else be honorary? Wait, wait, awesome? wait. Yeah, you wait. Do you think we'll see that again in the near future? Because which of the players do we know right now? Carmelo. Is... Yeah, Carmelo. Think I think he's, he's got be... one more year though. But yes, next as soon as as soon as it's over for Carmelo, I love that tradition. Loved it. There are some players who completely deserve it, and Melo, whenever he's going, is absolutely one of those guys uh, for sure. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. And Chris Paul. He's got maybe. A... Two years left, maybe. I'm I'm saying like on the like when they're on their in their retirement season, those are going to be yeah. the players that kind of get the nod. Yes, if give they, it to Melo if they and CP3. Because, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, didn't those two players, uh, Dirk and D Wade, they announced prior to the Dirk season was starting. Dirk was pissed, and then he ended up retiring. But he was sort of yeah. like, "Why are they trying to force me out?" And then he was like, "Okay, I'll do it." Yeah, he had a walker after every game. Come on now, bro was like he couldn't defend a wet paper bag. Like he could his, barely move. Yeah. It was kind of sad to see him because like, yeah. what was that? He still was effective though. I think he dropped 40 points one game in his last dude was just, I don't know. Hmm. Something else. Dude. I think for the sake of argument, Jamal Crawford should have one last chance because if we're talking about crossovers, we're talking about like all these different ways of playing the game. Cause he had that street ball in him. Right. Like yep. he just and was, yeah, and one. Thank you. He was just something else, man. I really hope that they just bring him back just to like cross over like LeBron or something. We'll see, but or or Curry or Curry, sure, or Lillard <laughs> or yeah. whoever else. But yeah, but speaking of which, we're talking about the All Star game and just solely based off the starters, who wins the All-Star game and by how much? And who wins the Kobe Bryant All-Star game MVP? Because for me personally, I got the West winning by 13, let's say. 13 points is going to be like 136, 123 if the game were to happen. And I'm going to give the All-Star game MVP to, let's go LeBron. Why not? Because he's balling out. I hate to, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Curry because, you know, I'm a Warrior fan, but I just don't see him performing well enough to outplay LeBron because LeBron's always showed out in these events. So um, I'm going to go. I just think the West is, I think, I think they're just, I, I won't say they're much, much, much better, but I think they're just a step ahead of the East this year, looking at the lineups. So uh, I'm going to say the, the West will claim victory by 13 or 15 points this year. I just think the West is, that is just better. Um, MVP. I'm gonna say Nikola Jokic. I think he's been hot all season long, and he's and he honestly, I think, I think 
the West uh, with so many good players around him, Nikola Jokic is like the ultimate jack of all trades type of player. He distributes, he he shoots, he um he he does everything except play defense. But he, he, you don't necessarily do the All Star game playing defense. So yeah. I I think Nikola Jokic is going to have a, a field day on All Star Day, and I I I think he's going to take he's going to take on the MVP award. Interesting. Uh, I have to disagree with that. Uh, this is not the game for uh, Jokic, unfortunately. There's going to have the <sighs> players that can handle the ball, you know, doing that type of stuff. Like, he's he going to have a good game, but not MVP type of game. So I'm going to disagree with you there. And it's West Coast all day, like I'm Tupac, you feel what I'm saying? Or Snoop. But um, I'm going to have to go with the Eastern Conference. They have a lot of younger players. Oh, I have, they have a y- lot of younger players that are naive and they're like, is bro i'm trying to show out <laughs> Jalen brown's gonna play some defense Giannis can never he always has to do 99 100 to 150 super saiyan three super saiyan god percentage to be able to when he plays so i just feel like kd has something he's a slim reaper he's gonna come out and try to score 40 like paul george did, does every all-star game bradley bill has something to show and i know the the west is kind of you know they older uh uh three out of the five players on in a starting lineup is over 30 uh they probably going to have like three or four other players coming off the bench that's over 30. In the Eastern Conference, there's only like two people over 30. Who is that? Uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant. Those are going to be only two people over 30. Everybody else is younger. So they, they they got all the energy in the world. Uh, half the Western Conference don't even want to play in this All-Star game. So <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like the Eastern Conference is going to end up taking it. It's going to be a close game. Uh, so you guys said 15-13. I'm going to say Eastern Conference by, by eight. Shout out to Kobe. Okay. No doubt. Speaking of Kobe, who's your Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP? Ooh, I forgot about that. Um, I feel like Bradley Beal has something to prove. He has a chip on his shoulder, and this is the only victory. Ah. See, I looked at my shoulder. This is the only victory he's going to be able to get in his in his career this season. So uh, <laughs> uh, finals MVP for him, he's going to drop like a 40-50 ball. Like, he's going to be out there getting buckets. Again, All right, I like not, it. Not the finals MVP, the All-Star game MVP, because yep. there's no way in hell he's going to be a finals MVP on the Wizards. <laughs> Sorry for any Wizards fan listening out there. I know there's not a lot of you because there's not a lot of Wizards fans out there, but, you know, <laughs> yes. pointing that out there. No doubt, no doubt, no. Uh, I, I like everyone's picks, you know. I actually, although I'm not going to go with Jokic for the MVP, that definitely made me raise my eyebrow and think, like, what if he did have an awesome triple-double game, 28 points, MVP? It's a definite possibility, uh, more than we expect, I think. As far as Bradley Beal, dude needs to find his way to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm telling you right now, Giannis yep. and Beal are a match made in heaven. And I like the idea of him showing out. But I'm actually picking the Western Conference by 10 points. And I've got to go with LeBron James as the All-Star MVP. The yep. LeBron James winning the Kobe Bryant and All-Star MVP being on the Lakers. I feel like he really wants to get one of those. And I hope that somehow it sucks we're in the pandemic and we weren't last year because all the players showed out for that game that was dedicated to Kobe and they changed the numbers and the scores. And I hope they do something like that 24 point this year, if they are going through with this, you know, that, that was amazing at the end. It was so competitive. So I am going because he's just balling out in year 18. He's hitting threes, but he's got to put on some nice stunts if he wants to get that MVP award. So as long as Le- LeBron's putting on some nice stunts, we're all good. And he'll get that MVP. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And just uh, one last question here before we head to the uh, quick hitters. Should fans not get to vote 
for the all-star people, all-star players, because Clay Thompson, who hasn't played a game yet this season because of the aforementioned Achilles tear, and Alex Caruso have high numbers of people voting for him. I think they're like I think they're in the top ten for guards. And as good as a player Caruso is, he doesn't deserve that. Like he he honestly doesn't. I'm just curious to know what you guys think about fans voting about all these weird reasons and for all these players that aren't playing. Um at the end of the day, the all-star game, its main essence is that it's a fan-friendly event. So yeah, um uh, at the end of the day, yes, sometimes this stuff happens and it's yeah, it is silly. Uh I think the fans deserve they have to they deserve to vote because the fans are what make the all-star game for so many out there special. So yeah, I lean towards it. And personally, fans that vote for these type of players like Caruso, it's it's honestly done for a joke. There, I think the, when fans make votes like this, it's just done for fun. And those fans will always be at like the minority. So it, it, it's not enough for like, it, it ruins the whole experience for everyone. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is the fans vote uh, really counts for just the starters, like a big portion of it just for the starters. Right. And usually these players that are, that are getting the 10th out of the top 10 voting uh, Caruso and whatnot, um, usually don't even make it. So let them feel cool about it. Cause I know I, I follow some of these players and they reposting on their stories. Let them feel good about themselves that fans are actually acknowledging them. Um, yeah. Let the fans vote. continue to let them vote. Let them feel like they have some power. Absolutely. Let them continue to vote. And uh, Jared, I do understand your frustration. And I think fans have sort of slowly the power has been taken away from them without telling us as far as the portion, the percentage of fan vote that actually goes to reserves and whatnot. Yes, it's completely silly when Taco Fall is getting more votes than Alex Caruso. But if you're an NBA player and you're a great NBA player, just know you're great instead of thinking you're anything less because Caruso's got the 10th place and you don't, you know, you should way too many fans from LA have always voted. That's just the way it's been. And the Warriors, you know, they're, they're popular franchises. So that's how their players get in. And, and until there's actually some conundrum where it's like Clay Thompson voted as a starter and he hasn't played a game. I think we're okay. But uh, I understand it's not a good look. You know, if, if I've never done a joke vote, but I've definitely voted a mellow or a Vince Carter because I, I want to see them in there when they didn't deserve it to, you know? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we've all been there. I think we've all done something that, you know, probably wouldn't be the smartest thing to do. But on that note, speaking of things that, you know, things of that nature. So I just want to get you guys quick thoughts on this before we wrap things up. So the Mavs actually stopped playing the national anthem, the American national anthem before every game. And Stan Van Gundy was quoted as saying, if you think the anthem needs to be played before sporting events, then play it before every movie, concert, church service, and the start of every workday at every business. What good reason is there to play the anthem before a game? And right after that, the NBA actually came out with a statement saying that all teams will play the national anthem. And so... Just quick thoughts on that, because personally, I think that Stan Van Gundy's right. You don't need to play the national anthem at every game, because isn't that just kind of like a, I don't know if this is the right term for it, but isn't it like a weird way of indoctrinating people? Just like It's bordering on propaganda. I will say that very clear. 
um, as a person that that yes, I have proudly sung the national anthem uh, at these games. But the thing is, patriotism is a very complicated issue. Um, I know, I know, there are obviously communities in the United States that don't have any reason to be patriotic because they've been mistreated. And I do acknowledge that um, that you know I do have privileges that others don't. So, and at the end of the day, singing the national anthem. Yeah, I'll proudly sing it, but it's also unnecessary. I think the you don't need to sing it every time because if you do that, it's like I said before, it's it's now propaganda at this point. So the only the only proper time to really put the national anthem at a sporting game is honestly internationally sanctioned events like the Olympics, the World Cup. You don't need to do it. Um, I guess you can do it in the in the big events like opening day at baseball, like Fourth of July, um, maybe a couple times like the Super Bowl or like the NBA finals, but you, you don't need it at your average regular season game. It's yeah. I, I absolutely agree with everything Stan Van Gundy uh, is saying. And I like to say I'm a Patriot and I agree with it. Yeah. I, I agree with it too. It just brought me back to like K through 12. Uh, uh, when we, every morning we would pledge our allegiance to the flag yeah, of the United <laughs> States of America. Weird. And like, you know, this brainwashing type <laughs> But uh, I agree with Daniel's take, you know, special events. Yeah. International stuff. Yeah. There's other ways that we can prop like we can show our support and respect to because it's it's our, our country. I guess you could say we can take a moment of silence. You, you know, you can do stuff of that nature. But the national anthem, especially uh, it's, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that goes into that that. We're not going to discuss on this podcast because we're a basketball podcast, but agree with you, Daniel, and agree with you, Stan Van Gunny. And of course, can't wait to hear what Skyler has to say. No doubt. I feel, I feel what you guys are saying and, and definitely have an interesting perspective on it. Uh, being from Canada, because when, whenever I'm Canadian at an American basketball game and I see the national anthem, it's, it's, I'm not, there's no judgment, but I just notice, wow, like people take it really, really seriously here. You know, obviously I'm not a huge, like basketball is my favorite, football is my second favorite, but when I'm at a hockey game in Winnipeg, there's a company that owns the Winnipeg Jets called True North. So everyone screams out as part of our anthem, True North, and everyone starts cheering. Like, it's just fun. No one cares. If you don't have your hat, if you don't, no one's gonna. So I, I think that, you know, with the the feelings and the strong feelings surrounding the anthem, what Stan Van Gundy said was a really brilliant take. Why do we play it for sporting events and not concerts? Is it just because of money and politics and things like that? It's actually something I'd never really thought about until that quote was shared. And I think that if if people feel that, like, right, lots of the issues right now are people feel that the anthem, the flag, and everything that goes into it doesn't necessarily represent them. And when that, when most of the players in basketball feel that way and it's being forced to be played and their, their fan base feels that way, uh, it's surprising. And again, you know, I think the NBA is one of the most progressive teams in the league by far. But to me, the statement that was released also shows that no matter how ethical they are, no matter what they want, and even with the All-Star game, there's a certain element that's still tied to the dollar. And I think that's why they're afraid to do it. But uh, I really agree with, with G and Daniel's take on it overall that, you know, what special events, it makes sense, but why every sporting event, but not every concert? No, it doesn't make sense to do every uh, single It's I think politicians cynically know that sports is a, it's a, is a culturally very American thing and they want to use it to exploit it for their own good. 
Yeah. I, I, I think it's more of like, you know, capitalism behind. Yeah. Because, you know, back in the day and, and other other I'm not going to I don't know too much knowledge about it, but like Greek. Greek, uh, back in the day, you know, the Colosseum and whatnot, people betting on, uh, uh, like the fighting, I consider fighting a sport, right? They bet it, they bet on certain sporting events, like that's something huge to bet on people's life or put money on it. Like, I don't think the United States of America is, um, differentiating themselves from other countries when it comes to sports like they, I know that it's like a collection, more capitalism towards it, but the importance of it and I think it's shared across the world globally. Yep. Well, one thing that we shouldn't have to worry about and shouldn't be afraid to do is uh, subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast. So make sure to leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter and at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram for all the news on the Shooting Bricks podcast. And as always, I'm Jerry Castillo. Uh, I'm Daniel Huynh, and uh, unfortunately, I don't really have anything special to say here. So joining us, joining me as well. I was going to say everything you say, Daniel, is special, but go ahead, G. Uh, Facts. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and engage with us on the social media platforms. We are here to discuss and debate. We love it. But it's your boy, Really Real, Jarrell Sells, and of course, the fourth member of the Shooting Bricks podcast. Hey, honored to have joined you guys, as always. This is Skylar Treple, and please subscribe to the greatest basketball podcast around. Come on, if you listen to this episode and you don't know it by now, you really, really should. And uh, no matter what we've said, guys, the world's pretty crazy right now. Go enjoy the All-Star Game from your home. Yeah, go enjoy the All-Star Game and go enjoy this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast, and we will see you next week.